Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, a podcast where we dig deeper into what it looks like to live a life where in the end, all that matters is God and people. Each week, we will have candid and authentic conversations about how every day brings a fresh beginning and that the best is yet to come as we work together to help fulfill the mission that Jesus has given us. Now, here's our host. Well, welcome to the podcast. My name is Robert, sitting here with Chad, and we are continuing talking about the Christmas series that we're in, and the series is called Something Greater, and today we're going to talk about a woman named Elizabeth. You want to give us just the foundation background on on the story, and then we'll dive in? Yeah, so as we're walking through the series, there's this um, this idea that we're kind of unpacking, and the idea is that interruptions in life uh, many times are God's invitation to something, to something greater. That's the title of the series. Um, Elizabeth has been living with lifelong disappointment. Um, she's an older woman. Um, she has wanted to have her child and her entire life. Her and her husband, Zachariah, are late in years. Uh, they love God. Uh, they're faithful. Zachariah serves at the temple. And yet they... They don't have any children, which in this day and time was it was a massive mm-hmm. disappointment. If you've ever wondered, you know, why are there chapters in the Bible where so-and-so begat so-and-so who begat so-and-so? That just speaks to how important legacy and children and the family name are in, the, in this culture. And so she's gotten used to disappointment. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be that um, a lot of us are there. Mm-hmm. You know, we get this idea, well, and it's never going to change. You know, I'm just going to give up. Um, so we stop praying, we stop hoping, we 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 stop trying, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where Elizabeth is. And then God steps in and interrupts the disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, which I love it when God interrupts my disappointment, yeah. right? But sometimes I'll even f- fight that because we're very comfortable in our in our misery. But Zechariah uh, wins the religious lottery. Mm-hmm. He gets to go into this special place in the temple that they cast lots for. Nobody gets to do that. And when he's in there, an angel's like, hey, man. <laughs> this is a paraphrase, right? That was in Hebrew. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, your your wife is going to have a baby. And, uh, you know, it's going to be important. <laughs> I'm really loving the Chad Moore version it's, of it's the Bible John right the Baptist. now. This is, this is how the message, the okay. paraphrase, the message <laughs> right. says it, right. the living Bible. No, but the angel's like, hey, uh, Elizabeth, you know, it's going to be found with child. He's going to be important. And uh, Zechariah, because he's used to disappointment, mm-hmm. uh, jumps to a conclusion, makes an assumption that this is not possible. He says, how can I really know, you know, that kind of thing? And the angel's like, well, this is from God, but because you doubted, you can't talk for a while. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and he can't speak, but he basically says, you know, I saw this angel, he's writing stuff down. And uh, so begins the story of the birth of John the Baptist. Which, how weird was that for the other guys who were like, man, you got to go in. How was it? What happened? And he's just, I got struck dumb. <laughs> he just got quiet. And, yeah, and you're like, sucks to be you. I yeah. hope my number doesn't come up yeah, next exactly. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so now she's with child, and, and this child is John the Baptist. And, and, and before we dive into kind of what we want to apply to our own lives, I want to ask you a question. This is a, a personal question that I didn't prepare you for, but what's a time or maybe multiple times it, that your life has been severely interrupted 
And at the time you're like, oh man, no way. I can't, you know, this is awful, whatever. But it turned out to be something greater. Do you have moments in your own story that you can go, this was an interruption, but it, it turned out to be something, an invitation to something greater? Yeah, I have a myriad of of stories like that. I'll, I'll pick one that I don't think I've ever told, Okay, which is hard because I've been at the church for 16 years. So if you've, if you've been here as long as me, perhaps you haven't heard this one. Um, and by the way, you asked me all kinds of stuff. We didn't talk about it, but this, this whole podcast is a free for all. We it sit is. down at a mic and <laughs> off we go. I have no idea what Robert's going to ask me. Which makes it fun. It's, it's, otherwise I'd be like, oh, we got to record the podcast again. The well, fact that there's no script, that's why I enjoy doing this. The, the truth is, dude, you get a look on your face and, and then I'm thinking, oh, crud, here it comes. <laughs> well, yeah. I see you kind of squint at me like, oh, what's he asking? Yeah. Eyebrow right. goes up. Pour out your soul. Here we go. Um, Prior to coming to Sun Valley, I worked for a missions agency, mm-hmm. and I'm super proud to have been part of it. Uh, it's a missions agency that did all kinds of work through Central America, and they had had such success uh, for 100 years of ministry that they were now sending uh, Latin Americans to Muslim countries as missionaries. Mm-hmm. And so the, there was a shift in the missions agency of, hey, instead of... Um, you know, continuing to go to this mission field, we will, but let's equip people in what's been our mission field for the last hundred years to go to a new mission field, mm-hmm. uh, which is just the beauty of the great commission and the yep. gospel. And, yep. and, you know, if you're listening and you put your trust in Jesus somewhere, there was a domino like that, that got the gospel into your ears and into your heart. Cause somebody told somebody who told somebody who traveled somewhere and told somebody and, and here we all are. So yeah, it's beautiful. So, so um, I have looked across, uh, the bay there at Malaga, Spain, the rock of Gibraltar is there. Uh, and then, and then you go across that, that strait of Gibraltar into Morocco. And I've been there with Guatemalan missionaries who are going into Morocco. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, once they begin to dress like people in Morocco, I mean, you, you can't tell them apart from anybody else and, and they share the gospel there. And uh, it's just this beautiful thing. So I was I was part of this missions agency. By the way, just side note, I met my wife in Morocco. Did you? So that's a that's a very uh, close to home place. We love that place and and you, talk fondly. You of have it. like your own Casablanca type of story. Uh, we have a picture of a camel uh, in our closet right now that I drew for her because somebody tried uh, purchasing her with three thousand camels, and ah. so I'm on a train with uh, this girl who you know. Did you write a song? You're my 3,000 camel lady. I call her my 3,000 camel beauty because I, the guy's like, she's so beautiful. You know, I'll get 3,000 <laughs> camels and all that. And so I'm, I actually tried bartering. I'm like, no, that's a lot of camels. Like, think about it. Um, <laughs> and so she didn't she didn't like that at all. But we ended up uh, falling in love and getting married. But anyhow. That's a cool story. It's a little side. Hey, you and I rode a camel together one time. I, I didn't get no picture or nothing. That's because I deleted that from my memory. I actually forgot until you just now said that. That was a... Uh, yeah, and that guy was like, how many camels will you give me to take him? Like something like that. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> That's stupid. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what were we talking Oh, missions agency. Yeah, Rocket Gibraltar, Let's Morocco. get back to That was to a good topic. story, Robert. I like that. And yeah, I mean, yeah, Lindsay's 3,000 camels plus. Who we yeah, I know. I, I think I was trying to sell short, but I didn't you, know her yet. So you, Well, you wait. I've I've married yourself. Everybody yeah. knows it. Okay. Um, I was working for this missions agency. Uh, I was actually in charge of raising money for it. I was the uh, director of development. And I just felt like personally at my point in that career, I'm only in my late 20s, but I, I had done all I could do mm-hmm. uh, in the realm of just where everything was and 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 what they wanted to accomplish. And so I, I felt like maybe I was going to be led somewhere else. And um, 
I, I bought a car from this guy who um, was in um, the medical recruiting business. And he was a vice president of this company. Uh, he, he and I were about the same age. He was making all kinds of money. Um, like, you know, three, 400 grand a year. He was doing very well. And I bought this Honda from him. He had went and bought a brand new Lexus convertible. And, um, you know, we get done doing the deal. And he said, let me, let me ask you a question. He's like, what do you do for a living? And so I told him I raised money and, you know, for this nonprofit. And he said, all right. He said, I, I just, um, he complimented me, you know, like the way you handled yourself in this and uh, yada, yada, yada. A week later, because he has my number, he calls me. He said, would you ever be interested in, in maybe making a career change and, uh, you know, and getting involved in what I do? And of course, I saw his house and his car mm-hmm. and I'm 28 at the time and newly married. And I'm like, yeah, I'd consider <laughs> that, you know. And, and so I go and, and in essence over Mexican food at the Galleria Mall in Dallas by the ice rink, uh, he gives me an interview. And we start this process of me possibly stepping into this career. And I'm thinking, well, I, I've done all I can do at the missions agency. I, I don't see anything in front of me right now ministry-wise. I might as well go make as much money as I can. And that next week, in, in the process of kind of dreaming about that and what might be, and you know, I'm already shopping for cars, right? Mm-hmm. For, for what You're going to trade in your Honda. A, a year or two later. <laughs> yeah, forget the Honda Accord. Uh, the used old Honda Accord. Um, I get three phone calls from three different churches mm. asking me to come on staff. And even though it happened quickly, it was a huge interruption to what I was thinking because I would not be buying a new car if I took a ministry job. I would not be, you know, set to make all this kind of money. Um, but it was three and it was out of the blue. One mm-hmm. of them was Sun Valley. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that's what God wanted me to do. And so it was an interruption to my plan at the time. And, and quite frankly, it was an interruption to what I began to dream about at the time because I, I had never allowed myself to do that. But I'm so glad God interrupted interrupted my plans. Yeah. Yeah. So grateful. Yeah. And, I, and I'm grateful that you were willing to be interrupted because I think a lot of times when there's an interruption, we get so fixated on, but I had a plan. I had an idea or I had a thought. And so I'm just going to keep ignoring all of these, you know, not, not saying that it's always, you know, there's signs or whatever, but clearly God was trying to get your attention in this area and repetition is usually an indicator that, okay, maybe God's trying to tell me something here. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you, you chose to be obedient to that. Well, God made it so crystal clear, right? Cause you're going, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Cause, cause you know, it maybe you've ever, I don't know if you've ever heard this, you know, if you want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. Mm-hmm. Right. But God gave me three phone calls from three different pastors. Would you like to come serve on staff? And then I got a random call from a wealthy businessman who I'm still friends with. He actually goes to Sun Valley now. And my friend Steve calls me. He says, hey, how's it going? I'm like, good. He goes, I don't know why, but I just felt like I was supposed to call you today. Hmm. And I'm like, what? Because I hadn't heard from him like, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, He was actually a youth ministry volunteer Mm -hmm. with me when I was a youth pastor in uh, Chandler. And Steve had done, you know, well in life, continues to do well in life. But he called me, this guy a little bit older, and, and I respected and admired. And he said, no, man, I just felt like I was supposed to call you. And I'm like, you don't know what's going on right now. And he goes, no. Hmm. And so I tell him the story. And then I say, and well, so here's what I'm thinking. Maybe I can do this job, <laughs> right, and, 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 and make all this bank. And then I'll kind of volunteer over here at the church, you know, and do that. And he like says, okay, Chad, 
I think I know why I'm supposed to call you today. And I'm like, okay, lay it on me. He goes, either do this or do that. Mm -hmm. Does God want you to do this or do that? Because if you play the middle ground, uh, you won't be as good as you otherwise would have been at either one of them. Mm -hmm. And he said, and just to be clear, you know, I've seen you in ministry. I'm pretty sure that's what God wants you to do. Yeah. You know, could you do the business thing? And then he was, he was affirming there. So he didn't Mm -hmm. cut me, but, but he was more affirming on the ministry side. And, and so God gave me those three opportunities. And then he gave me a random phone call from somebody that uh, I admired and he just made it crystal clear. Yeah. So I give myself no credit for that decision, (laughs) but I, I appreciate your encouragement. Yeah. Well, let's go back to, so we got Elizabeth, she's pregnant. Uh, and her husband can't say a word, major interruption, but, but it's an invitation. What's the invitation to? Well, the invitation is, um, they've been so used to their disappointment to the extent Zachariah can't believe it. That's okay. Well, you can't talk for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, but the invitation is they get to be the parents of John the Baptist. Which is a big deal because for the Jewish people, there's been hundreds of years of what they call the silent years, not a prophet anywhere, There's no a, word from God. It's like God's abandoned us. They felt totally, you know, probably how they felt in their, you know, relationship, not having a kid. The whole nation has felt that way for hundreds of years. There's no grandparents telling you, oh man, this is what God spoke to us. It's just been quiet for generations. Well, there's a 400 year gap between Malachi, which is the last book of the Old Testament mm-hmm. and Matthew, which is the first book of the New Testament. And and Malachi wasn't necessarily all good news. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you have 400 years of silence. And you had battles going on. You had the revolt. You had, you know, Romans coming in and taking over. And now you're under their jurisdiction and, you know, they're oppressive. And I mean, it's just a bad season of darkness. And it, if, if I were there living in that time, I'd probably go, I don't know if God even exists. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be, just because of the circumstances. Yeah. And then, and then you have the, the religious guys have the power and that culture mm-hmm. and, and they're not great. No, nope. You know, they don't have a lot of character. They're not about loving and serving people. They're not about servant leadership in, in any way, shape or form. And the supernatural thing happens with Zechariah. And then, and then you have this supernatural pregnancy. Which was prophesied that there would be one who came before the Messiah to declare, you know, kind of like the, the trumpeter, you know, coming into town going, hey, the king's coming, you know, that, that that's that's the role of this person. And now here uh, they have this child who's going to fulfill that that prophecy. At the same time, now Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth had a normal marriage. As a result, she gets pregnant. At the same time, you have the Virgin Mary mm-hmm. who was found with child. Mm-hmm. And come to find out there's family connection to where Jesus is actually cousins with this baby Mm -hmm. that's in the womb of Elizabeth, John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. And there's this encounter in scripture that Elizabeth and Mary have, and the baby, John the Baptist, in Elizabeth's womb jumps for joy like leaps. Mm -hmm. You know, she didn't have any Mexican food that day, so that wasn't (laughs) it. The, The baby leaps, the Bible says, because he's in close proximity to the baby in Mary's womb, who is Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know what you call that? Awesome. That's cool, man. <laughs> That's super cool. Um, but it's this idea of we, t- we tend to jump. You know, Zechariah jumps to a negative conclusion. How can this be? He's so used to disappointment. And John the Baptist in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth, who was barren for years and years, he jumps too for joy because he's in the presence of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of us, it could be in the interruption of the moment, because uh, 2020 has been hard, mm-hmm. you know. 
I think I said this in the last podcast, but everybody's like, I can't wait for 2021. I'm like, so, so you think overnight <laughs> from New Year's <laughs> Eve to the next day. And, you know, I heard a friend say this, you know, I, I think 2021 might, <laughs> might say to 2020 here, hold my beer, watch this. Yeah. I mean, you know, we don't know what's in front of us. But we have this tendency because John the Baptist jumps and Zachariah jumps. But Zachariah jumps to a conclusion of disappointment. John the Baptist jumps because of joy. We've got to remember that whatever's happening in the world, if you put your faith in Jesus. Every little thing. Every little thing going to be all right. You, you can jump, mm-hmm. but you want to jump for joy because no matter what comes, mm-hmm. we know how the game ends. We win. You know, I, I was watching, uh, you made fun of me for being a Cowboys fan on the podcast not too long ago. That was easy. It was... But yeah, but th- th- there was this game this year of the of the few that we've won. All right. Uh, there was a game this year that, that we won because we recovered a, a, a fumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a fumble, but an onside kick. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we won in the final few seconds. And we were so nervous about all that. What's going to happen? We know they're going to onside kick, you know, whatever, whatever. Your but, heart's racing. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and Jackson, my 11-year-old, big Cowboys fan. My wife, Katrina, big Cowboys fan. And then I'm kind of a Cowboys fan. But they make me wear my jersey when I get home from church, you know. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. But um, if I were to go back and watch that now, I wouldn't be nervous at all. Yeah. I'd be excited. Yeah. Because I know how the game ends. Yep. Right? And even when the other team scores, you'd be like, oh, man, you guys, uh, yeah, you're going to get it. Yeah, we're behind. It looks like we're getting our butt kicked. Yep. You'd have absolute confidence. And you'd even, watching them celebrate their touchdown, you're like, oh, man, I know what's coming. I'd stay calm and strong. Yep. Right? And so my fellow believers in Jesus who are listening to this, we know how the game ends. Mm-hmm. Stay calm and strong. Could be looking like we're getting our butt kicked. Could be looking like we're behind. Mm-hmm. But we know we win. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know how it's all going to go down. I'm not on the planning committee. Like mm-hmm. my mentor, Larry Osborne says, I'm not on the planning committee. I'm on the welcoming committee. I want to welcome as many people into the kingdom of God as possible. Um, but we can stay calm and strong because we know the end of the game and the end of the game is we win. Yep. No matter what, no matter how bad circumstances get between here and there, we know it ends up yeah. all good. I, so personally, I haven't shared this with you yet, but, um, so recently I had a little medical thing, had to go get ultrasound done on my thyroid. I was actually, somebody was watching a video and they went, Hey, in the devotionals, your thyroid looks big. And my mom had thyroid cancer. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I need to take this seriously. You know, somebody else who had cancer also pointed it out. So I go in, get the ultrasound. Anyhow, just got my results today, right before the podcast. Um, but going into it, Lindsay's like, you know, you're nervous. You okay? It's like, I'm actually very at peace. Like if it's cancer, everything's going to be okay. If it's not, everything's going to be okay. If it's something else, everything's so going to be weird. okay. Um, but that calm, I do think is a supernatural calm. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's a faith in whatever happens. Cause we don't know. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen today. What's going to happen tomorrow. Um, but we know what's going to happen in the long-term game. And, and that's what we're playing. We're playing the long game. And, uh, and so we can be at peace even when there's an interruption, even when there's a scare, there's a whatever's going on. Um, we can be at peace because we're people of faith and we know how the story ends. Yeah. I, I love it that you jumped mm-hmm. in the right direction mm-hmm. because we all jump. You know, some of us are world breaking 
you know, long distance jumpers, Mm -hmm. but we usually jump to the negative conclusion. You know, we we hear something like that from the doctor and we're like, oh my gosh, and we freak out and and all those kinds of, but you didn't do that. Mm -hmm. I know that, I know you've done that before. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to like, you know, man, that's so great. I'm, I'm, that's more a testament, not so much even to my faith as to God's faithfulness. And absolutely. I see it in scripture and I see the prophecies fulfilled. And I, I know that even if I waver, God doesn't. And that, that's the confidence it's in God, not in, even in myself in that, but. But but you didn't make the short jump to freaking out. Mm-hmm. You, you you made the the long, the long jump to remembering that God is faithful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I I I think the question is, and, and what we get from from Zechariah and then with John the Baptist, you know, because they both jump uh, to conclusions. Mm-hmm. Um, Zechariah jumps to doubt, and John the Baptist jumps for joy. So I think in the interruptions of life, you know, we, we determine how we're going to jump mm-hmm. and, and how we jump determines our view of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's based on that. So, um, yeah, interruptions are invitations, if we'll choose them, to, to something greater. Yeah. And if you're dying to know, he does get his voice back. So God... Yeah. It allows him to speak again. In case, yeah, in case you're wondering what happened to him. Yeah, it's funny you're talking about somebody saw your thyroid. So so the 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 emails I get along those lines are your voice is getting raspier. Like I'm I'm really concerned. And if you've sent me a, a note, I, I appreciate your concern. I get that. But it's always sounded this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I was doing the end of the wild series, I you know, I I did a little more. But yeah, I mean people notice different things and and all of that and um Anytime seemingly bad news comes, uh, frankly, anytime any news comes, because sometimes we make bad news out of good news, mm-hmm. we're going to choose to jump. And so I, w- I would say, let's, instead of jumping to fear, let's, let's jump to God's faithfulness mm-hmm. and, uh, and trust him. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for listening. If you uh, haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast. And if you know of anybody or God put somebody on your heart or you're like, hey, I think this would be helpful for somebody, uh, please share it. Use this as a, as a tool just to be an encouragement or to, to help somebody out that, that might need to hear this. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for joining us this week on the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to us so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you left us a review or shared this podcast with a friend. Doing that will help us reach and help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you're always welcome to join us online or in person for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc. Thanks for joining us.